way up! Yeah, that's right! Run! Run! Call me a Pegasus again! See what happens! Oh, hello! I didn't see you there! Glitter's here! And I'm here to thank all of the wonderful people who have funded this criminal campaign of a D&D podcast! Let's see here who is on my good list! Ah, oh, yes! Chelsea Dab Hilke! Cheryl Nash! Christopher Walsh! Christopher Bruce! David Forsey, oh, thank you all. Heather Baird, Jason Campbell, Michael Pollard, Michelle B, Michelle Scott, oh, wonderful. Mike Hammond, Noreen Elizabeth, Olga Krasik, and Robert Andrews. Thank you so much. To you, a group of unicorns is called a blessing. To everyone else, well, it doesn't matter what they call us, because it's the last thing they'll ever see! <laughs> now, back to the episode where I'm sure I'm going to skewer a bounty hunter or two. Goodbye! Magic, steam, and a huge pile of gold. These were the ingredients chosen to make the most powerful city in Fadoon. But the founders accidentally allowed another ingredient into the mix. Crime. Thus, Mox the Rain was born, run by a former network of crime families and overseen by a shadowy and powerful military fighting force. This city is a breeding ground for conflict and the perfect place for people to make piles of cash outside the law. This group of bounty hunters has been hired by an anonymous client to find Shard Tealeaf, a member of a crew who are rumored to have robbed the molten coffers. The crew headed down to the anvil to talk to Rusty's old friend Crick Flockett where they learned that Shard had been meeting up with their old crew again. He made us some magic items, like a pocket teleporter and a shrinking device called the Reductress. But they aren't the only ones looking for Shard, so they decide to race their competing crew to the Golden Dragon's Lair Casino, owned by one of Shard's good friends, Bane Goldry. So you walk out of just Thocket back into the heat of the anvil, the sounds of clanking metal and moving carts all around you. The streets are pretty busy today. There's a lot of crafting work going on. And you can see that there is currently a big line of carts filled up with different weapons and goods, and they're all heading towards one of the large cargo elevators uh, on its way down to drop off raw materials. And you are heading to the Zilchus Ring, the trades. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The um, Golden Dragon's Lair. Uh, there's an instantaneous moment as you move up where you pass through the temperature control enchantment and suddenly you can feel all the sweat that's sort of accumulated on you while down in the heat of the anvil uh, start to cool against the nice cool air of the trades. You can actually feel this sort of artificial breeze which moves around. Mm. And the sounds of anvils and work and the yelling of the tradespeople is completely drowned out by the music and fanfare and talking of the trades. And as these carts clunk into place at the top of the elevator, just ahead of you down this large alleyway, you can see people walking in all directions, kids with balloons and cotton candy. You can hear the merchants yelling out and uh, you know that you have entered the Zilchus Ring. 
and heading out onto the street there. You look around, but those of you who live in Mox the Rain, it would be no problem to find the Golden Dragon as you just wait a minute or so and over your head swoops a huge gold dragon. It swoops low, you hear gasps and screams from people as it swoops by and you hear just like the jingling of gold coins as it goes. And on the streets, these little gold coins bounce onto the ground and people sort of swarm down to pick them up. And some of them like pick them up and look excited and and start showing them off to their friends. And that dragon swoops over and lands on top of this large like pyramid structure with all sorts of magical spotlights (laughs) moving up and around it. And the dragon (laughs) curls up on the top and then lays its head down and its head perfectly imposes itself over a statue of a gold dragon. And uh, you have a pretty good feeling that's where you're looking to go. (laughs) (laughs) Does it look like a real dragon? Does it look like some kind of illusion or construct or? It's for sure an illusion. Yeah. Uh, But the coins are real. They do stay. Uh, I hate this place. They're always so uppity about it. They never let anybody in. We'll we'll vouch for your squeak. That shouldn't be a problem today. Under his eyes, all things are possible. Right. Uh, Now, are we heading in, or do we want to circle the joint and set up watching? We need to know where this Bane is uh, hiding out. Well, this is his establishment, right? Wouldn't he be in the... uh, or the headquarters? He's usually at the tables. I can uh, good. keep a couple of eyes out on the, uh, the the nearby the nearby doors and exits. At, at the least, they're, they're not going to let my friends inside. Are you familiar with this Bane? I mean, I, I, I've heard of him. Everybody's kind of heard of these guys. Have you seen this Bane? Uh, <laughs> n- not, not really in person, but, you know, uh, I'm sure my friends have. And I have a little, like, chitter back and forth with uh, Oreo for a moment. Mm-hmm. Oreo swoons a little bit. <laughs> uh, remembering <laughs> Bane. Bane's hot, huh? Bane's sexy as hell. He's, he's, a, pop- <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a pretty popular guy. I say we just, I don't know, uh, go in. If, if we have any gold to spare, it's a good way to get attention. Go in, get a yeah. table, make some hot hands. Yeah, I wouldn't mind getting a taste of a poker game. I prefer dice myself. Great. I don't have any money, so you guys are really going to have to be putting the bill on this one. So, uh, you know. <laughs> well, shoot. Uh, and I'll reach into a, my, my coin purse and uh, give Squeak 50 gold. Yeah, the, the moment you do this, you see like seven or eight rats come up and start yelling at me. And I'm like, fine, fine. Fine, fine, fine. And you just count out like seven coins and put them down on the ground, which they just like take and and split. Oh, that's an interesting bit of commerce there, Squeak. Uh, Did you have a loan out? Got more than one. Mm. Uh, And you can see that like like Squeak takes in like a very heavy sigh on that and then shakes it off. And it's like, let's get in here. We we got business to do. We got to find these people as, as quick as we can. Yeah. Okay, so are you going through the front door or? Fuck yeah. So uh, when when you get closer, uh, as you approach, you can see that there's like a large fountain out in the front that looks like a many-headed dragon spraying water in all directions out of this like gold fountain. There's red carpet that runs around the outside of it and heads down an alleyway. And you see three muscular, provocatively dressed orcs who are painted gold and they're standing with their arms crossed and you can see a few people like sort of animatedly arguing with them. 
Uh, what does it sound like that argument is about? Make a perception check. Would, would gold-painted orcs be the gold fangs? One of the families? No. Make a history check. Okay. Uh, actually, you make a history check with advantage. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Rolled good on My that perceptions person. check was a 14. 14? Yeah. I rolled two 18s plus one. Cool. Well, actually, I'll tell you this first for the history. These orcs are painted gold. The casino itself is decidedly separate from all of the families. The families used to have a hand in everything. And Bane, being part owner of this place, has kept it out of the family's pockets entirely. Mm. And the orcs painted gold is a dig at that family. Cool. (laughs) Cool. But they are they are his uh, workers, I guess. For the conversation with a 14, you can't really tell like exactly what they're saying, but you can see that these people are not being let in. Do they look poor or are they kind of fancy or? You see that there's a couple of people who look like they're dressed, like they're dressed to the nines. It looks like they're about to go out and have like a night on the town. And you see like a family of dwarves all next to each other, all wearing matching t-shirts and the kids have balloons and one of them has a candy apple. And they're all being... Uh, not being allowed in. Hmm. I wonder if the place is full. Well, there'd be only one way to find out now. Let's go try. I mean, worst case, there's other ways in. There's always other ways in. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'd like to head up to the uh, entrance. Yeah, so you start walking up. You these, these people sort of walk past you grumbling as they head in the other direction, and you come up to these painted gold orcs, and one of them says, Oh, very sorry, but the casino is closed tonight for a private event. Private event, eh? That's right. But well, we'll be open again tomorrow, and if you look behind you, you can still see people scrambling for coins. There's a, a bit of a gift from the gold dragon's lair, so uh, if you pick up some coins, those will be good for one play each on any of our machines or tables. Well, perhaps I'll see you tomorrow. I can I'll just turn around, head back to the group. Private event probably a good idea to get in there. I like the sounds of that. I know. If you're doing a private event, that could be the very meeting we want to find. Yes, indeed. Also, if anyone likes gambling, I recommend picking up some of the tokens. I do, and I will. Coronation. I think, yeah, it'd probably be natural for me to be snatching one or two to shove in a pocket. While they're doing that, I'm chatting with Carnation. No, do you think you could do one of your fancy little tricks and flutter in there without them seeing you? And Carnation will kind of tweet back and forth with me for a little while. And then, I guess, turn invisible and try to fly inside. So with invisibility, make a stealth check for Carnation with advantage. Oh, right. Oh, plus eight. Sweet. So that's 19. Okay. So, yeah, Carnation glitters and disappears, and you feel the wings beat against your face as it takes off Mm -hmm. uh, towards the casino. The two orcs out front don't seem phased at all as Carnation flies past them. Okay. Um, Are you, like, looking through Carnation, or are you just going to let him go do his thing? No, I'll watch until it finds, like, a good spot. So, yeah, I'll, I'll watch. So um, Barnaby goes sort of blank in the face. So you see Carnation flying towards the front of the building, like flying up this red carpet area 
and coming into this sort of almost like cul-de-sac promenade area out front. There are two big golden doors with gold dragons emblazoned into them with rubies in the eyes. They are closed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but all of you, when you're standing up out front, see a black carriage with tinted windows pull up in front, being pulled by glitters. Hmm. And then you see the other crew get out, all dressed in super fancy clothes, hmm. uh, like tuxedos and long dresses. And they come out and unhook glitters. And then all of them walk up and have a short conversation with the guards and then walk right through. Can Carnation fly in then? Yeah, as they make their way up the promenade, you see they go up and sort of stand by the door for a second and then the door cracks open and they start to file in and Carnation is able to just fly right past them inside. Sweet. So inside you can see the, the gaming tables are up. There are dealers at them, uh, but there aren't very many people inside. And you see this other group of bounty hunters making their way in and the dealers kind of like look up, but then go back to their conversations among each other. There are a couple of similarly scantily clad gold orcs walking around, but most of them seem to be at ease. They're all leaning up against machines and that type of thing. And then the crew makes their way through the casino to a door in the back and then they go inside. Hmm. Can Carnation follow? While this is going on, can I go for a casual stroll around the back of the building? Yep. Uh, it's All a right. big building, so it's going to take like some time to actually yeah. case the whole yeah. outside of it. But Yeah, I think when, when I... the other crew showed up, uh, Rusty was just like, well, it looks like we're second to this dance. As long as we hear what happens... That shouldn't be a problem. Uh, I, I can also get in there and, and, and take a look around. Perhaps a good idea. I'm going to have a stroll around the uh, back and see if I see anything. Yeah, no, that don't sound just uh, watch out for yourself. Naturally. And I think uh, Rusty turns and looks and sees Barnaby, who's just like staring into the middle distance. <laughs> and is just like <laughs> kind of yeah. waves his hand in front. I don't know what happened to our uh, tortoise friend. I've uh, seen this before. We may need to keep an eye on him for a while. His eyes are with his bird. I expect. <laughs> Nobody? <laughs> Go ahead, Mitchell. Go Such ahead. restraint. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Carnation is able to slip into the room where you can see everybody is just sort of sitting around a big poker table. They, they just seem like they're waiting. Okay. Is there anywhere for Carnation to perch? Uh, yeah, there's lots of places, uh, sort of intricate moldings and a couple of like chandeliers in here. So lots of places to sit. Sweet. Fancy decorations for the fancy casino. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 All right. Well, Carnation will just perch somewhere where um, it can hear everything and leave it at that. So I'll, I'll leave a message with it to let me know if they, if they start talking about anything important or if anyone new enters the room. And then I'll go back to my own body. Okay. So uh, I guess, Rusty, you waving your hand or whatever, and then uh, Doug makes that comment, and then I kind of snap back to him. Oh, hi. Welcome back. See anything mm. interesting? Well, they really decorated nicely, and the carpet seems really plush. Uh, now, now um, anything relevant to our sort of current mission? Of course, of course. 
they're all gathered around a poker table, and um, I guess they're just waiting. So I told Carnation to enjoy itself and let me know if anything changes. Very good. Uh, Brass has made her way around the back of the, the joint. We're going to have a look-see there. Uh, Squeak, you were going to have a look inside as well? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll... Oh, boy. Um, and you see Squeak, like, pulls up this this hood that is just like a, a rat skull with, you know, like, bits of fur patched over. And, and when he does, you like, his whole cloak and armor just seems to seal up and shrink and he forms into a small rat small cranium rat actually as i cast wild shape and uh then i'm gonna go look for secret doors into the building okay using my feet dungeon delver which gives me advantage oh. on finding secret doors <laughs> <laughs> play to your strengths uh yeah okay so make uh you're you're gonna make an investigation check with advantage uh brass yep you are making your way around the back of the building Mm -hmm. Uh, make a perception check that is a 13 13 you while you're walking hear the familiar voice of a tick talking to somebody that sort of robotic voice that you heard from g3 ndr when you first started this mission but you can't make out what they're saying or exactly where it is but mm-hmm. it you it does take you as strange because they normally don't get activated unless there is a crime can i take a closer look around uh yeah if so i can get closer uh, or find them yeah around the back here you can see that there are quite a few windows it's kind of a coliseum style like a coliseum merged with a pyramid uh, mm-hmm. around the back here and you can see that there are a couple of balconies farther up probably like two stories off the ground that okay. looked like a, an area for some outdoor games tables, maybe an outside bar. Hmm. Is this pyramid like a golden color or like bronzy or anything like that? By any <laughs> it chance? is gold. <laughs> you would have a, have a decent chance of blending in with it. The, the only problem is that the ste- streets out here are packed there. Mm-hmm. The street continues on either side of the pyramid. So I, I will, I'll let you roll straight. I think normally if you didn't have that cloak on, mm-hmm. it would be super obvious if you were just scaling the outside of this with no extra yeah, effect. Yeah. yeah. So there's some like columns and stuff. I could presumably like start on the inside of a column and then work my way up and out to get up there. Yeah. So what you'll have to do is it, it's a series of checks. You'll have to do a stealth mm-hmm. and acrobatics or athletics mm-hmm. to get up there. So it's, okay. it's those two. Yeah. All right, I do have um, a climb speed as a spaxi. I don't know if that helps. Yeah, so you can make the, it, it is like like stone and gold, but you mm-hmm. can make the acrobatics or athletics with advantage. Okay. For the sneaking, I sneak real well with a 29. Okay. And for the acrobatics, 25. Okay. So you, yeah, are able to, just using the small cracks in between these like golden bricks, you're able to climb your way up with your claws and you pull yourself up onto this balcony and you see Bane standing on the balcony. Uh, He is unmistakably, it is unmistakably Bane. Uh, He is just like this perfect square jaw. He has a perfectly fitted suit on and 
he is also saying to a tick standing on the balcony, don't you know who I am? I'm Bane, <laughs> the Bane. <laughs> and I am telling you that there is a threat against my life. And I do not take these things lightly because I value my life over all things. So I'm telling you now that I need protection. And you hear the tick saying, we are unable to act without any sort of proof, Mr. Bane. We cannot simply arrest everyone who comes near your premises because you think you might be in danger. And he says, well, that's outrageous, un un unacceptable. Can I at least have some sort of watch? We can have extra guards assigned to your premises if that is what you believe you require. If that's the best you can do, get, get out of here, you useless hunk of junk. And then he storms <laughs> back inside and that uh, tick walks back in with him. All right, up and over the edge of the balcony then. Okay, so you can see that you're on the second floor of the casino now. When you sort of look through the windows to inside to where Bane and the tick went, you can see a, a few employees walking around and you can see Bane uh, sort of waving them away from him as they come towards him with questions as he walks deeper into the casino. Is there anyone else around or does it look like just employees? When you're looking through there, you see a lot of like gold orcs and people done up like dealers and bartenders. So let's see, uh, Squeak, how did you do with your investigation? I rolled an 11. I ain't fine. It is. <laughs> <laughs> the outside of this place is not like most of the places you try to break into. At the ground level, there is no other entrance than the front door. So you do know that you could get in on a second level and you have a hunch just because this works with everything that you could get in from beneath. Yeah. But you don't it would it would take some more searching and you're not 100 percent sure that it would get you there. Yeah, I, I think finding that the, the place is so sealed up, uh, we've already sent one in through the front door. I would I would rely on my more natural instincts to uh, enter through the restrooms. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Toilet rat. Yeah. Yeah. Call nature. Making your way to the nearest sewer grate and casually stepping into it to the horror of a couple of passing tourists. <laughs> um, you make your way beneath the streets. I am in. I am uh, in rat form. Tiny rat form right now too. So. Oh, you're in rat yeah. form. That's yeah. right. Sorry. So yeah, the, the, I guess the, the horror is just seeing a cranium rat running around. <laughs> it's also like, it is a cranium rat that like its spotted colors are, like his whole armor is just made up. It's hide armor, but it's made up of individual rats that have just been sewn together. So it is like a patchwork cloak of rats all around him. And when he turns into Gross. a tiny rat form, he is just like all these speckled different colors because of it. <laughs> so you drop below the streets and uh, are immediately surrounded by a couple of rats who are all chittering at you and pestering you and then you make your way sort of along this this set of pipes going into the bottom of the casino what are the rest of you doing out front I think uh, I would find somewhere to sit reach into one of my pockets and uh, pull out a handful of peanuts and uh, <laughs> start munching on them yeah I think uh that's that's exactly what I was thinking too. We just find a place kind of quiet-ish and chill. Rusty puts his back against the wall and uh, takes out a little pouch. And uh, there's some dried herbs like uh, chamomile and caraway and some cinnamon and some some desert rose dried up. And he rolls a uh, rolls a little little cigarette. Doug, and Doug, do you notice uh, 
like eventually you just like look behind you on the bench and there is just like a rat sitting there watching uh, watching each individual peanut yeah. go into your mouth i'll i'll, I'll take one, one of the peanuts and, and hold it out for him yeah he grabs it and scurries away <laughs> yeah you yeah, turn back kinda... and there are two rats there <laughs> <laughs> once rusty finishes kind of the like packing and rolling uh the cigarette he rolls it up and then he sort of holds it out to you uh doug and he just says would you, you lick, lick that please you you, you you need me to lick it for you and just stick your tongue out <laughs> why not it's an experience i haven't had before and i do so <laughs> yeah if you hold yeah he just runs the the, the glue strip along your tongue <laughs> rolls it puts it in lights it with a match says don't uh, don't have saliva myself <laughs> and throws the match away so squeak make a uh, stealth check for me i roll this with advantage due to my cloak of Elven rat kind. Um, <laughs> that's a 19. 19? Okay. You come up out of a toilet in the very bottom of the casino. Perfect. When you come into this place, you can see that it's not a nice sort of public one. It's like a maintenance. It looks like it's for some of the employees. Yeah. Yeah. Like a private one. And you sort of scurry out, and it's pitch black in here, and the door is closed. I would I would look for any kind of ventilation system and plan to kind of travel up through uh, any kind of vents that I could find within the building. Okay, so you can see that there is a vent on the ceiling. So make like a like an acrobatics or athletics to get up to it. Oh, I am not good at either of these. No, I don't <laughs> think so. Uh, I would not expect a rat to be able to do that, and I'd be terrified if they did. Yeah, I, that looks like a thirteen. 13? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so you you do, but just very slowly are like like little claws and little tiny imperfections in the wall, like slowly making your way up. And as you do, the door opens and a little candle by candlelight, somebody comes in and lays it down and they look up at you and just go like, oh, for God's sake, this place just full of... Get- Get out of here! And it is going to try to grab you. Yeah, yeah. I start squeaking and like panicking on the wall, <laughs> shaking. So just make like a deck save. Uh, ooh, that's pretty good. Twenty, dirty. Yeah, you beat by one. Oh. So the this hand comes up and like grabs at you and hits the wall just under you, and you're able to push off with your little legs, and it gives you just the room you need to dive into the ceiling. Uh, I think like the uh, tail. Bent and a little tuft of fur just like comes off. Like it, it, it's the tail and nothing else. And like it stays with it as I scurry up tailless into the, uh, <laughs> oh. into the gutter. Into the and you just hear like, oh God, oh, I'm sick of this. I'm absolutely sick of this. I'm, I'm, we're not even open tonight. I'm using the public washrooms. And he like makes his way <laughs> up and out. And you have successfully made your way into the vents. Barnaby, at that point, you feel sort of a twinge of excitement from Carnation. Oh, guys, Carnation has something. And then I'll flick into Carnation. So Barnaby just goes slack. You see that Bane has come into the room with this other group. And you see him talking to Deadeye Fade. Listen, I'm... I'd like to think that I can take care of myself. But in situations like this, I just... I have a feeling that I'm really going to need protection. 
So I, I think my fee is more than fair, and I don't think I need to give you any information on top of it. And Fade says, well, we're on a mission of our own, and it is, it does involve you in a way. So I'm sorry to come here under false pretenses, but he sort of shoulders the Winchester off and points it at Bane. Mm-hmm. And he says, we're going to need to know exactly where the last place you saw Shard Teeley was. And Bane just kind of like puts his hands up. Who sent you? And he says, well, to be honest, I don't know, but they're paying well and they want her alive. So you give us that information and we're out of your hair. And he says, yes. All right, then follow me and uh, <laughs> leads them out of the room. Yeah, Carnation is absolutely going to try to follow. Okay. Bane starts making his way across the room as they make their way back what out. What is in- Bane wearing again? You said a suit, but there's no metal armor or accoutrements or anything like that, yeah? No, no armor. It's just like a really well-fitted suit. He looks like he's dressed uh, mm-hmm. for work. Is it a tan uh, suit? It's a tan suit, isn't it? It's a tan yeah, suit. I yeah. knew it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, and he's got like a pink pocket square and like a really nice tie with one of those sort of roughly shirts under it. Mm-hmm. And as he makes his way through, he actually passes by a portrait of him that is massive, and he's wearing exactly the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. What about the other group? Are any of them wearing uh, metal armor? or, or Basically, I'm looking for something where Carnation can land, and it's super light, weighs next to nothing. So if it's a piece of metal or something, they might not necessarily be able to feel it. Mm. Let me see here. What about the shield on the uh, Teddy? The butt of the Winchester. Teddy's shield is probably your best bet. Either Teddy's shield or the Drow's gun. I'm going to go shield. Yeah, okay. Uh, (laughs) So you're going to do stealth against his perception. And because you're physically landing on him, I'm going to give him advantage. Okay. And because I weigh next to nothing and I'm invisible and you really like me, I get advantage too. You get advantage for being invisible, yeah. Yes. Wait, wait, actually? That's great. That's what invisibility does, isn't it? Pretty much. I mean, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. Everybody. 16 plus 8. What is that? 24? Yeah. yeah. Carnation lands and you see Teddy's hair like puff forward with the wings as it just sort of like flutters in and lands on the shield. And he mm-hmm. turns around and looks at Glitters and he's like, stop blowing on me. <laughs> and Glitters is like, that is an insane thing to say. <laughs> As they make their way across, you can see now that Deadeye has lowered his Winchester as they walk through here. And Bane is kind of looking at everyone he passes with these sort of panicked eyes. And everyone is just totally going about their business and not making eye contact with him as he walks through. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he makes his way across the casino and he goes behind the bar and then through a curtained door and all of you step into an office that is just Mm -hmm. like, it's on the back of the casino, it's off the back of the casino and it has just like glass windows all the way around the sides. Cool. And he steps in there. Squeak, uh, make a perception check. That is a 19. You can hear them talking from inside that room uh, when they start to go. So you hear Bane's sort of very noticeable voice I, I'm sure I'd have uh, some of that information here. She sent me a note, a note, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and he starts ruffling through a desk, and you're able to make your way in that direction. 
and looking through a vent in the wall, you can see this group all standing around Bane, who's ruffling through papers in his desk. Uh, yeah, I think I would I would just try to to keep an eye for right now, see what develops. Brass, what are you doing? I'm going to sort of slide in as subtly as I can and just have a look around. Okay, uh, make a stealth check. That is a 19. 19? Okay. Mm -hmm. You step inside and you see uh, over this balcony that's overlooking the main floor of the casino, you can see the tick walking out the front door and you can see Bane with that big group of bounty hunters just as soon as they're heading into the office. As you come inside, there's nowhere really that nobody would see you, but you can see that like as you step through, one of the employees kind of looks up and clocks you and then just goes back to their conversation. I'm very shiny right now. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah, I'm going to have a look around and see if there's anyone else here. Yeah, have a walk around. Yeah, mm -hmm. you start walking around. You can see that, yeah, it's just these employees and they're all sort of at rest. So are you? who are you looking for? If there's any, like, staff that look like they're more important than uh, some of the others. Okay, yeah. Um, well, you can see that there are a few of these gold orcs around, and one of the gold orcs is wearing a very similar suit to Bane's, not topless, and is sort of talking to a bunch of the other gold orcs, and it looks like he's pointing them in different directions, and as you watch him walk through crowds, people, like, stiffen up and sort of act busy mm. as he walks by. I'm going to stroll over and um, say, I'm not actually sure where I'm supposed to be for today. What, what do you mean? You don't know where you're supposed to be. Who are you? I'm Brass. Well, that doesn't help. <laughs> what do you, what do you want? A, what are you doing? an unusual day. I don't know what my orders are. Your orders? We're all just waiting. I don't know. There's no, there's no orders. The, the casino is closed. Are you, what do you normally do? I've never seen you here and I know all my staff. <laughs> I was brought in. I wasn't told quite what to expect. Make a deception check. Yeah. That is a 14. 14. He crosses his arms and he's like, who brought you here? Bane. <laughs> Bane brought you here today and didn't tell you what to do. I think he was distracted. Well, he's just downstairs. Let's go see him. Maybe he can tell you what you need to do. <laughs> and uh, he starts leading you down the stairs towards Bane's office. Anything outside? Just trying to get a short rest in. <laughs> trying to get a short rest? Okay. Watching, waiting. Barnaby's still not with us, right? I mean, his uh, body Barnaby's is drooling a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think once or twice, Doug just like reaches over and catches him before he like slumps over to one side. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want Turtle to I'm fall surprisingly on his back. heavy. Rusty drops a cigarette, stomps it out, and he's like, you do forget how much weight in there is. So then, Brass, as you make your way across, and uh, Barnaby, you can see through Carnation, and Squeak, you can see through the vent, the door to the office opens, and this orc walks in with Brass. And Bane, like, slides his desk shut. Gerald, my good, just the man I wanted to see. Look, these are the fine folks who we hired to help protect me. Um, they are working closely with the ticks. And I was wondering if maybe you could go uh, stop our fine friend of the law 
from leaving and, and bring them back really quick so we can coordinate these efforts. <laughs> uh, and he says, well, this is, uh, um, uh, yes, I, I suppose right away. And then Glitters kicks the door closed with her hooves. <laughs> and she says, oh, that won't be necessary. Uh, <laughs> it seems our friend here is not going to be as helpful as we would have liked. <laughs> uh, and then she like raises one hoof and just pushes Gerald's face against the wall with it and sort of holds it there uh -oh. and says, I'm about to redecorate your office, Bane. I only have so much patience. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and he says, now, 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 there's only, okay, I'm, I'm getting it, I'm getting the information. Here, look, here it is. This is the last note that she sent me. And he steps back away from the desk as he leaves like a portfolio. And out. in that moment, how big is this office? <laughs> <laughs> this office is about 30 by 50. 30 by 50. Okay. So Glitters is against the wall holding Gerald against it, right? Yeah, Glitters has one back hoof up against Gerald's throat and is holding him against the wall right okay. next to you. Yeah. And seeing this note come out, I want to revert out of rat form because I have to to use my staff of swarming insects to create a insect cloud heavily obscuring uh, a 30 foot radius of the room as rats come <laughs> pouring out of the vent and just like, <laughs> jumping over everything and going crazy. <laughs> Okay, yeah, like six vents just pop open as rats come pouring out of them into the room. And Bane is like, dear God! Uh, and the, and I guess roll initiative. Kieran. Uh, I rolled a seven, eight, nine. Uh, Mitch. 22. Uh, Evan. 16. Kate. Uh, 27. And Andy. 21. Oh, no, it's not. It's a straight 17. Okay, so first up is brass. So the room fills with rats that all are right. just pouring out of all of the They're vents. They're not biting anybody, though. They're just heavily... It looks like it's going to go real bad. So I'm going to cast Mirror Image. Okay. And then I'm going to spend two sorcery points to um, make a spell a bonus action and also cast the Cantrip Blade Ward. Cool. That gives you resistance... Yeah, it gives me resistance to... Blades. Bludgeoning. Bludgeoning, <laughs> piercing, and slashing damage. And you're going to stay there by the door? I'm in melee range of... Pretty much everybody. Yeah, okay. I'm going to not move. Okay. Uh, Rusty. I got a passive perception of uh, 21. Is that enough to hear rats in a office or <laughs> in a building a block? <laughs> no, I didn't... <laughs> no, I think I think you uh, you and Doug are probably until Barnaby can sort of tell you what's happening a bit out of this. Yeah, I think uh, that's what I figured. Yeah, I think Rusty is now. He's just finished loading, uh, rolling another cigarette, and he holds it out. Uh, uh, do you mind? Yeah, sure. <laughs> as long as you're rolling for me. Sure, you can have that one. I take it and put it in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> And actually, okay. I'll, I'll I'll reach into my another different pocket, uh, and I'll take out a handful of popcorn and scatter it on the ground for the rats that have gathered around me. Then it is Glitters' turn. Yeah, it's the it's the unicorn, and the unicorn is like, "I'm sick of this horseshit, Bane!" <laughs> and then charges forward, leaving 
Gerald up against the wall and is going to charge Bane. She wouldn't be able to see him. Yeah, so I th- she knows the area, but I will give her disadvantage because it's heavily obscured. Two with disadvantage, which I, even with glitters, I don't think can hit. <laughs> even with glitters. No, okay. That's a, that's a bad sign, you guys. Mm-hmm. Plus nine. <laughs> you see glitters disappear into the rats and hear some like neighing and like a little menacing rainbow shoots out of the top for a second. <laughs> <laughs> and then you hear, oh, this is ridiculous. Get out of my office. And then Squeak and Brass and Carnation, you can all make constitution saves. Uh-oh, that 20. Nice. Uh-oh, a roll of four, which is oh. a nine. Okay, and Carnation? 18, but just flat. Okay. Plus zero for whole Carnation. Okay. So an eruption of thunderous energy comes out from Bane. Uh, The rats that are all around him just get tossed up in the air as this like orb of thunder comes out from Bane. As they get tossed up in the air, you see Gargo and Glitters, who had both run up next to Bane, get shot out the windows of the back of the office. Uh, So they (laughs) fall out the back. Doug and Rusty, you definitely hear this. It's like a deafening... Uh, explosion and shattering glass around the back of the casino and people sort of scream out as it starts and you hear call the guard! Uh, Brass you are also knocked back 20 feet but you're on the other side by the door so you get knocked into a wall Mm -hmm. and you take 22 damage Carnation and Squeaks you are not knocked back and you take half so you take 11 I don't know about your swarms. So this isn't a swarm. This is just a, it's a cloud. Uh, so a wind disperses it. Okay. So they, they a like wind get, of at least 10 miles for a moment disperses it. Yeah. But then, and they, but they all just like bounce off the walls and ceiling and then immediately start diving around the room again. You just catch a glimpse of that happening through the mass of rats. Then it is Barnaby. Yeah. Carnation, I guess first. Uh, having been sort of knocked with that damage and feathers all ruffled, would turn visible and emanating from its body is that same sort of pulse of energy that the birdhouse had earlier and uh, calm emotions will flood the room again. So uh, I said wisdom save last time, but actually it's my only charisma save spell. Charisma saves, okay. Can you just read calm emotions? Yeah, yeah. Can it stop a fight to the death? (laughs) You attempt to suppress strong emotions in a group of people, each humanoid in 20-foot radius sphere centered on a point you choose, uh, charisma saving throw. You can suppress any effect causing the target to be charmed or frightened, or uh, you can make a target indifferent about creatures of your choice that that it is hostile. Mm -hmm. Within 20 feet, right? So Mm -hmm. choose... There there are three people left, and they are all right under you. Mm Mm-hmm back with with brass so they'll the three of them will make charisma saves yeah to be 15 so teddy gets a 10 dead eye gets a 14 and the elf gets a 15 so one passes mm-hmm. so those guys will no longer be hostile towards uh no those three people aren't hostile to anybody okay N- not even their own inner demons <laughs> <laughs> 
They're all going to be talking about this breakthrough moment to all their therapists. <laughs> I don't know. It was just there was a bunch of rats, and then I just I wasn't mad at my mom anymore. You know. <laughs> yeah. And then Bane killed me. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Barnaby still sort of slack, eyes still kind of middle distance, but then through Barnaby's mouth, I guess starts to move, and he's like, "Oh, there's a bit of a fight over here." but I think it's mostly settled. But either way, maybe you guys want to ask some questions. And, and that with, would be to Doug and Rusty. And with that, it's Doug's turn. I think I'd better check this out. And I think I might use my boots of uh, my winged boots, which I think are, yeah, magically enchanted with my, my patron's ability and just start like floating upwards. If it's a pyramid, I'm going to try and like cut some distance off by like crossing over uh, part of the slope. Okay, so you can rise 20 feet around as part of your movement with levitate. So this isn't levitate. This is the the magical item that I purchased. Yeah, just uh, uh, gives four me a hours flying of speed of 30. Gives oh, me- flying speed of 30. Okay, great. So yeah, uh, you can fly up over the back. You don't quite reach it, reach over the back. I think I'll the- use a, my action to dash as well. Okay, so that, that gets you a fair bit closer. You're like right over the lip of the end and you can actually see glitters on the ground outside sort of shaking glass out of her mane and Gargo also getting up and like flexing off his arms and they're both looking up sort of towards you, not at you, but towards mm. you into the broken windows of the casino. Yeah, uh, it's not an action or anything. It's just me like prepping for the next round, but I will be... Uh pulling out of my trench coat, like hand over hand, a shotgun. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so then back inside the room, Teddy's like, oh, this was a mistake. Let's get out of here. And he goes (laughs) to open the door. (laughs) Um, And then Deadeye's like, grab the papers first. And he's going to run across the room towards the desk uh, and try to find the papers in this swarm of rocks. Can you see him through through the rats? rats. So you see him (laughs) fumbling around on the table and he is just grabbing everything he can feel off the top of the table. Uh, And you can see that he's like about to reach for, but he doesn't doesn't quite grab the portfolio, but he's getting close to it. And then it is Paloma who also runs up behind him and is also going to feel around for for the papers. And she is the same. Yeah, she also like bumps into him and knocks him over the desk and they like knock over a bunch of Bane's like liquor off the off the table. But and the two of them are just fumbling around trying to like slap rats off the table uh, as they try to get in there. And it's your turn. Like a flying squirrel, I emerge from the vents soaring towards the desk. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah, I want to just basically dive out of the vent to try and grab that portfolio and then tuck and roll. Okay, so you can grab the portfolio, no problem. They are going to try to grab you as you as you move away from them. Can, how far away are they from the windows? Uh, the desk is like 15 feet away from the windows. So yeah, I think in, in landing, I would try to place myself on, on, like grab the portfolio and land on one side of them. And, uh, and then with my action, I want to use my rallying ratapult which is my <laughs> weapon, to cast Wave of Filth uh, as the swarm of rats begins to grab the group of them and try to push them in a wave of rats out the window. 
Amazing. <laughs> Probably make strength. So you're gonna try and get all three of them? Yeah. Fuck. Why not? Okay. This is a recurring anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Have you been it's reading my dream? You've been reading my dream journal. Oh, all right. Don't I guess this is a fourteen. <laughs> fourteen. Okay. Uh, Paloma and Deadeye fail miserably, but Teddy gets a nat twenty. Yeah, he does. The way the wave of rats is just flowing over Teddy, and he's like, "What's going on, guys? We gotta go!" And like, just not even realizing that they're trying to push him. And uh, Paloma and Deadeye both get swept up. Oh, and Bane. Get knocked. <laughs> and Bane. And all carried. of them. 30 get... feet in the direction of the wave until they succeed. Or the <laughs> okay, so they... <laughs> so cool. So they get carried right out the door. Uh, I guess Brass, you out would... Out the windows? Yeah. Out the windows, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brass, you would make a strength save here, too. Well, that's a five, so out roll, the window roll. I go. So you you don't actually go out the window, but you're getting rapidly carried towards it. And Teddy is sort of wading through afterward. But uh, the three of them all fall 20 feet and just like hit the ground as this wave of rats come out the window. Doug, you get a pretty good view of this. (laughs) (laughs) Just this vomit of rats full of bounty hunters comes rolling out the window. Uh, And Squeak, are you going out the window as well? I am going back to the vent is my plan. So I you're going back it's going to take vent. me another okay. turn to get up there, but is your like uh, obscuring rat swarm still <laughs> active while this is happening? For ten minutes. Okay. Then it is uh, Garo, and Garo sees them like pile out the like all fall out the window, and he's like looking at all of them and this like swarm of rats that's carrying them, <laughs> and Deadeye just yells out, "Get in there! Get the papers!" And he puts his second set of arms down on the ground and they just kind of like and fire and he jumps back up into cool. the window. Cool. So he's going to make a strength save because that the rats are still moving out that window. <laughs> and he gets a 17. So he lands in them right next to you, Brass. And he's going to make a perception check with disadvantage because of the rats. <laughs> and just make a stealth check for me. 17 plus 7, 24. Okay, so yeah, he's like shielding his eyes against the rats, but he cannot see where you are. He just like picks up the, the whole desk and throws it out the window. <laughs> and it is back to Brass. It was Gerald? Was that what the orc's name was? Yeah. Okay. And he's, he's like right up on the ground next to you being carried by rats. Okay. And you, so right off the bat, this- make a strength save. Okay because this continues until you pass. I fail. <laughs> so you get carried right out the window. Okay. Um, so you're going to take... Can I cast Featherfall as a reaction? reaction? Yep, yep, totally. So you don't take any damage. You sort of glide out of the waterfall of rats, <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to casually land a little bit past the rats and everything and uh, try and blend into the crowd. Um, so do uh, stealth. 30. Whoa. 30. Okay. <laughs> Juice. Everybody's yeah. pretty distracted. Yeah, there's like a bunch of people like, oh my God, oh, there's something going on. And then one of them grabs you by the collar and is like, get the guards, get the guards. <laughs> <laughs> Did it grab one of the um, mirror images though? <laughs> they grabbed- yeah, <laughs> it just fell on their face. <laughs> um. And Rusty, it's your turn. Yeah, I guess Rusty just uh, put his pouch away, uh, 
click his cowboy boots together, uh, activating them. They are boots of speed. That doubles my walking speed. So uh, dash over around following Doug. Well, we're in the direction he flew. Uh, so that, that gives you 80 feet? Yeah, that'll give me 80 feet walking. Okay, so with 80 feet, uh, you would be able to sort of round the corner and see this stuff happening? The rats pouring out of the uh, balcony and probably right in time to see uh, Gargo. Gargo, jump back jump up, back up the window, in. Yeah. Uh, just going to take take this all in <laughs> um, and uh, dodge as an action. Uh, okay. And, uh, yeah, deactivate my, my boots of speed. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, and he going to come around the corner. <laughs> Sorry, I uh, <clears throat> slipped into a different southern accent. Uh, yeah, yeah, so he comes around the corner and then just looks up and uh, sees all that and just by the makers and has got his hands just near his hips. Then Glitters stands up and looks around and My God, sees... this is the toughest son of a bitch in the business. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and she, she does look over and see you, like, standing mm-hmm. there, and she's like, Oh, I should have known! And then looks at Bane and is like, You're coming with me! And <laughs> she's going to charge him again. <laughs> she just charges at him, and he kind of moves out of the way, and she moves her horn and then skewers it through his clothes and lifts him up off the ground. Jedi, Teddy, get over here! And uh, then it is Bane. He's gonna try to get away. (laughs) Like, yeah, he's trying and he's like, not the suit! Oh, this beautiful suit! And it's just kind of like struggling, but every time he tries to get off the horn, uh, Glitters just kind of moves her head up and puts him farther onto it. So he's just draped over her face (laughs) and she's like flinging him back and forth so that she can see. And it is Barnaby. Carnation is still in the room, doesn't see anything because it's filled with rats. Mm-hmm. So I'll go back to Barnaby, and Barnaby sort of snaps out of it and looks around. Oh, Everyone's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll sort of try to wiggle because I've fallen on my back, and then I'll get up and sort of I'll I'll dash and uh, go the sixty feet towards Carnation. Um, that only brings me to the corner, right? That doesn't bring me into it. Yeah, so 60 feet on the ground, you can't quite see what's happening. I think you'd be able to see Rusty uh, just Mm. ahead of you, who's looking in at these things. And you can see the ends of this rat waterfall (laughs) just sort of scurrying into the panicking people all around the outside of the casino. All right. um, Carnation will fly out the window, I guess, and and just sort of circle above, kind of keeping eyes on things. Nope, that's my turn. Then it is Doug. I would like to fly down a bit. I want to get within 60 feet of Bane. Okay. And yep. ideally, is there a spot like on the pyramid where I could land and do that? Yeah, you could go up on like a third floor balcony. Perfect. Yeah, if I could be yeah. like above his office opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, and I would like to, my eyes just sort of go wide and I'm looking straight at him and they start to glow blue. And I would like to cast telekinesis on him. So normally, yeah, I would make a spell casting ability contested by the creature's strength check. I think he's got disadvantage for dangling in the air. I think you're fighting glitters. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> uh, strength check. Roll that is a 22. I also got 22. Okay, I'll give it to you because what you're doing is cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, 15 plus 7, 22. Yeah, I want to lift Bane up off of her uh, her horn and start pulling him back towards his office. 
can move okay. I can move him 30 feet. Okay, so you are like wrestling with Glitters, and as he slowly lifts off Glitter's face, you see Glitters just poke her head to the side and make fierce eye contact with you. <laughs> I just <laughs> wink. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, you start moving him 30 feet back up towards you. So he's about halfway up through the air towards you now. So then it is Teddy. Glitters is like, get him! And Teddy's going to jump from the balcony, uh, like from the shattered office window and try to grab Bane's <laughs> legs. <laughs> So yeah, he grabs onto Bane's legs and they're still just like both floating in the air because I feel like you can probably still lift both of them. Yeah, but up you're going to have a thousand pounds if it's an object. <laughs> yeah. OK, so you'll just have to beat Teddy's strength next time you want to move him if he's still held on. OK, but he's yeah now dangling out the window, holding on to Bane's legs. Then it is Deadeye. Deadeye is going to stand up and sort of look up and see that happening and see you telekinetically pulling Bane towards you and he's going to sort of shoulder that winchester and take a shot Woo. i would like to use an ability and i make eye contact with that i see that happening and in dead eyes mind i think i start to blur and he hears like laughing and whispering in his head i'm using a warlock ability to impose disadvantage in tropic ward and so i'm imposing disadvantage on that attack Okay, cool. And he doesn't make a save or anything? No save. Cool. That's really good, because he rolled a nat 20 Ooh. and a 5. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> uh, so, does a 14 hit you? <laughs> no. Okay. This is by 1. <laughs> so, you see, like, his, his mind starts to blur in his head, and you see him shakily aim up at you, but then you see that calm sort of take over again, and the shot comes just ridiculously close to your shoulder as it just sort of zings past you. And he very quickly cocks the gun and fires again. <laughs> so does he still have disadvantage or is it just the one attack? Uh, when a creature makes an attack roll, you can use your reaction to impose advantage on that roll. Yeah, just that roll. On that roll. I love okay. that he did that directly in front of Rusty, though, who is never going to let him down missing that shot. Like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Don't call him dead eye for nothing. It's, he <laughs> has one dead eye. It's, his dead perception is all off. <laughs> so that is a 19 to hit. That hits. Time for a concentration check. And you take 18 damage. Uh, what type of damage? Seven piercing. Yeah, seven piercing and then the rest is psychic. I take half that psychic damage. Okay. Um, and he takes the same amount of psychic damage. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, that is also one of my warlock abilities. I will read it to you. Thought Shield. I have resistance to psychic damage, and whenever a creature deals psychic damage to you, that creature takes the same amount of damage that I do. Got the cool. wrong guy to shoot. Nasty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So that's so I take all uh, five each. Psychic damage? Okay. As that shot sort of like rings past you and just sort of like maybe goes through one of the pockets of your cloak, you also like feel as it goes by, uh, it sort of reaches up for your mind to try to like sort of shake and, and frighten you yeah he he feels that exact same feeling in his in his own mind as i am staring at him cool i pass a concentration check on uh telekinesis uh 16 okay. plus whatever so then it is paloma she looks up at you and you see her glare right into your eyes and she just says flee and you can make a wisdom save 18 okay you pass she tries to take command of your mind and it's just too 
fucking out there for her to get a handle on. Can I speak telepathically back to her? These eyes can't be diverted that easily. And then she's going to step up next to uh, Glitters. Then it is Squeak. So Gargo is the only one left in the office? Gargo and Brass? Uh, no, Brass is out. Just Gargo? Yeah, just Gargo. Um, I think I'm going to Wild Shape again as I tighten this hide armor around me and form into a swarm of rats. And then I'm going to proceed to ride the waterfall of rats out the window. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. you're going out the window? So make make like an acrobatics check to ride the rats and not take damage. <laughs> Brand new sentence right there. Uh, <laughs> 11. 11? Okay. So you'll I'll, I'll give you half so you okay. take four. Bro, did you see how the rats are... The rat waves are crashing in nice, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything. So with that, you're so on the ground. <laughs> they, they, the, the waves crash in nice, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm basically just going to continue, like, being cloaked in this rat wave, just continue on with them. Out into the crowd. Yeah. Radical, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Radical, nasty. Uh, yeah, in the, into the crowd um, to disperse. So then it is Gargo. I guess make a make a stealth with advantage. It's chaotic and you are a rat among rats. Nice. OK, so you sort of swarm out. People are running out of the way of this big wave of rats. And it doesn't look like it looks like everybody's pretty occupied with trying to get Bane from floating in the air. <laughs> so, yeah, Gargo has like chucked the desk out and he's looking around, does not see the folder or you. So he is going to. Yeah, he sees Bane getting lifted up and he's also going to jump out the window but he jumps and like grabs onto Teddy's shield and just launches off his back and grabs the balcony railing right under you and pulls himself up so he does Ooh. athletics to get himself right up next to you but that's his action Ooh. he cracks his knuckles and then his metallic hands also crack their knuckles right under <laughs> as he squares up with you uh, back to brass brass points a finger at the wave of rats coming out the window and casts message. Squeak, do you have the documents? If so, meet at the balloon vendor. Hey, yeah, yeah, we got him, we got him, let's go! And then I'm going to shout out, Doug! And I'm going to do it like a wrap it up symbol. I'm going to move, uh, I think the balloon vendor is like down a side street, and I'm going to uh, move in that direction. So just like sort of out into the crowd? Yeah, okay, and you've already got a 30 stealth. So no one's looking at you weird. And uh, Rusty? Uh, yeah, seeing Deadeye shoot at uh, Doug. Rusty uh, pulls his duster away from the heavy iron on his right hip, draws it, aims down on uh, Deadeye. Won't start like Shomhouse down. And I'll take a shot. That is a 31? <laughs> yeah, yeah. To Wait. hit. Wait. Um, okay. I was also, I was going to expend a um, grip point. Mm -hmm. Disarming shot. Cool. So on a hit, he has a DC 17 strength check, or will be disarmed and his weapon will be thrown 10 feet. <laughs> he fails. All right. Yeah, so um, disarming shot. Uh, one held, Drop one held object of my choice and have that object be pushed 10 feet away from me. Cool. So yeah, you, you shoot and it just shoots the Winchester out of it. I assume the Winchester. Yeah. Yeah, shoots it out of his hand and it just flies into the rats. Mm -hmm. And he spins around and looks at you and kind of like puts both of his hands to his sides where you can see he has two pistols. And he's like, oh. I've been waiting for the day I'd show down against you again. Right on. And I pulled Delilah, my sidearm, and 
fire and <laughs> shot at him. Okay. Uh, <laughs> does, the, does the first one deal damage too? It does. I was gonna do. I'll do all the shots and then we'll yeah, do sure. damage. Okay. Yeah. The second is a twenty. Twenty's a hit. And then the third, I'm gonna go with a savage or sharpshooter. Do a negative okay. five. That's a nat twenty. Oh. Okay. Oh. Roll that damage. Oh, wow. Ouch. Ouch. So okay. So double so the, dice on the last one. Yeah, double dice. I, I'm really happy um, because you gave my wrath a sniper rifle. <laughs> <laughs> just just six rats <laughs> working it. Like, you better believe that's going to be providing okay. Overwatch for every other mission. <laughs> <laughs> just firing wildly into the distance. <laughs> I think that's yeah, that's 42 damage. 42. Okay. Nice. You don't kill him, but like, just describe the shot. These are to embarrass him. So the first shot took his gun, the second shot took his hat, and the third winged off the side of his 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 uh, belt. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, his pants nice. fall down, <laughs> and uh, he's like, "Well, shit." <laughs> <laughs> and then I just uh, I think because I'm still like sixty some feet away, right? Hey there, dead eye. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, struggling to get his pants back up And he tries to do up his belt But you shot through the leather So <laughs> he ties it in a knot And then I and, action search no. <laughs> Do you want to? Kill him, no, put him no. down I'm good. Um, So then you hear Please disperse Please disperse And uh, you start to hear the heavy metal footsteps Of reintegrators Starting to make their way through the crowd And it is Glitter's turn. Glitter's is going to just sort of swirl her horn around. She'll be like, come on, the fuzz! Uh, (laughs) She's going to prepare an action. Then it's Bane. And Bane just sort of looks down and he's like, I have had enough of this. And he is going to point his finger down at them now that the crowd has sort of dispersed and you see a red dot appear on them and he casts Fireball on Deadeye, Glitters, and Paloma. As he's doing that, you see like the little red orb is like about to explode. And then past you again, Doug, ruffling your hair, you see an arrow go right into the center of Bane's back. He slowly turns and looks past you as you see him sort of like reaching back, trying to feel this arrow. And then the second one goes right into the middle of his chest. And you watch as his body sort of starts to bubble. And it looks like his skin and his suit start to blacken and crack like the surface of lava. And they sort of start to sear across as his suit kind of burns and he looks terrified. He's not the only one. (laughs) Is he okay? Is he gonna be okay? (laughs) And uh, so Bartleby, or what, sorry, Barnaby? Barnaby? Barnaby, yeah, yeah. Barnaby, yeah. Yeah, I'll um, do my full 30 movement back up to the the crowd of everybody. Does that get me into the mess of things or, or what? Yeah, that gets you into the mess of things now. So you'd be able to run past Rusty and get like 30-ish feet away. Does it look like Bane is full-on dead at this point? Uh, no. It doesn't oh, look th- like he's dead, but it, it, he's pretty fucked up. I thought he was dead. Oh, okay. Well, then anybody who's within earshot of me, I guess, would hear me uh, kind of call out to Baylock and uh, ask for its help in this. And um, 
Well, there's no real reason for anybody to be hurt like that. And I'll uh, kind of reach out towards Bane and that uh, birdhouse on my back will kind of give a, another ripple of energy and heal him up for four. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh. So you, you reach out and I think maybe what it is is that you reach out and start healing him mm. and you notice that as you start to try to like reach out and restore his energy, that bubbling actually increases. Oh. Uh, and you hear him cry out oh, no. as you try to heal him. And he actually Ooh. takes four more damage. Ow. Oh, Steve Faluk, I told you I wasn't any good at this. Oh. So then, uh, Doug. Do I see where Bane is looking? Do I see the source of those arrows? Uh, make a perception check. Uh, it's going to be a 23. 23? Yeah, so you follow his gaze, and at first you're just like, looking over the tops of buildings and you can see that there are some floating lights above in like the sort of more cave-like parts of the cavern in here. And you, I think, feel a little bit of a push from your patron as it just sort of readjusts your eyes. And in a tower behind you, you can see that there is a figure up there. And the thing that catches your eye is you see them pulling another arrow out of a quiver and you see the head of the arrow glowing red as they draw the string and, t and aim down to take another shot. How far away are they? They are about 150 feet away. I'm going to just drop Bane. Okay, so Bane, Teddy, and Teddy and Bane disappear down to the ground. When Bane hits the ground, he is still just kind of gasping and like reaching for these arrows and it burns his hand and he sort of moves away and he's just like looking straight up. Teddy hits the ground and just sort of goes like, oof, ow! And then grabs uh, onto Bane again and looks like he's going to try to drag him away. Okay. Gorgo didn't make it into melee with me yet, did he? Gorgo made it into melee with you, yeah. Because you were on the balcony and he climbed up another story. I'll, I'll risk the opportunity attack and uh, try to fly 30 feet towards that tower. You start flying and Gorgo is like expecting you to go after Bane and sort of prepares himself. And when you fly away, he like reaches out to try to grab you but misses. All right, and with 30 feet of movement, I should be within 120 feet of that figure. Yeah. So I will yeah. point the shotgun, and two Eldritch Blasts uh, will be released from its barrels. So one is going to be a, I think it's 23. Okay, that's a hit. And the other is a 19 plus 7, so that is also a hit. Yeah, both um, hit. So they're going to eat, one does uh, 10 damage, and the other does 9 damage. Not expecting you to see this person. <laughs> yeah, so you see them take two hits as they're like lining up and you can see as you drop Bane, they're like looking, trying to see where he went. And then those two shots ring out and you see them look towards you, but you still can't get a good look at them. Mm. And that is your turn. Yeah. Teddy is going to grab Bane and start dragging him towards Glitters. And Deadeye like picks his pants back up and also runs back towards Glitters. He is going to take... Oh, no, actually, he's going to try to find his gun. <laughs> he does not want to leave that gun. And he has good perception, so he reaches down into the rats, but he has to, like, crawl on the ground, reaching through the rats, like, throwing them in all directions. And he grabs the Winchester again and uh, stumbles back and puts a hand on Glitters. And it is Paloma's turn, and she's going to put a hand on Glitters. And... Rusty 
make a wisdom save. 14. She looks at you and says, uh, be a deer and uh, distract those ticks for us, will you? And you are charmed by her. Okay. And it is Squeak's turn. I am going to uh, move kind of around a corner away from a bit of the chaos as my uh, the rats kind of pile up on each other, forming the outline of a small kobold. Uh, and I swoop back into regular horrifying. form. Yeah, it's just it's awful. Everything about this character <laughs> is horrible. And then I am going to point out to the group of them, Glitter and all of them, and cast Entangle. Cool. As a horde of rats starts grabbing and fighting at their legs. <laughs> it is a strength save. DC 14. Okay, Glitter's 25. Teddy, 17. Deadeye, 12. Having a terrible day. Got him. And Paloma... Uh, 12 as well. Yeah, so Paloma and Deadeye are uh, bogged down by rats. They can't seem to get their feet Okay, off. so they're restrained? They can use an action to make another strength check. Cool. Then it is Gargo, and Gargo is going to see Doug sort of flying away and hearing everybody gathering around Glitters is going to jump off the roof. Um, hits like a sick forward roll on the ground uh, and comes up touching Glitters and then Glitters waves her horn and the group of them disappear. But he was unable to bring Bane. So Bane is still on the ground. So we'll call that out of initiative, uh, but you can hear the ticks on their way in. Bane is on the ground grabbing at these, at these arrows sticking out of him. And that figure jumps out of the tower on the other side and sort of slides out of sight. Mm. Yeah, no, I think I'll, I'll look back and see the rest of the crew and see Bane laying there, having lost sight of them and knowing they're like, yeah, still 120 feet away. I'll, I'll, I'll turn around uh, and fly back down towards Rusty and uh, Barnaby. I would like to uh, speak telepathically into Bane's mind. Now remember who saved you here today. We may be back with questions we expect answers. He is weak. You can feel that he is fading rapidly. He says, you damn greedy bounty hunters. We didn't even keep it. We didn't even. Ugh. None of this was worth it, Pick. God damn. I hope you get out. Then you sort of lose connection with him. That's valuable information. I will. I want to grab Barnaby on the shoulder. I think it's time we uh, get going. And you see, you see the ticks gathering around him. The one that's walking up to ba to Bane says, "Mr. Mr. Bane. Bane," and leans down, and stands back up and says, "There has been a murder. Please gather any witnesses." And ticks start looking around and like grabbing people, and you uh, move back off into the crowd and regroup at the balloon vendor. And uh, I guess we'll pause there. Hello, it's Mike Farter, your Dungeon Mom. Thank you for listening to episode 54 of Wonders and Blunders. We are cruising through these side quests. And we probably have a few more episodes of this to do, and then hopefully we're going to be back to the main campaign. These side sessions have been great, and it's been great to play with these high-level characters, but we are anxious and excited to get back to playing our regular dummies. 
That being said, though, while we're doing these side missions, it's a good time to get new people involved in the podcast. So we're uh, putting an extra push on on social media and really trying to share the word around. So if you wouldn't mind, hop on Twitter and tag us at Wonder and Blunder and tag a few friends. Tell them to jump in and start listening to the show at this point where the overall canon isn't as important. And, you know, if you have some spare time after that, jump over and give us a five star review on something. Wouldn't that be great? I mean, we think it would be great. But most of all, thank you for listening every week. And as always, keep being the best. We love you very much. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>